right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Stories of Selling Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith, and I started this podcast because I truly believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation, could be business, could be personal, that requires you to create change. I think we all want to be heard, seen, and understood, but the people who get our attention and convince, persuade, or influence us, they're not just salespeople. There are great humans throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to. I'm going to share their stories here so that we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately, we'll all become better at selling by being human. All right, uh, gang, this is... uh, you know, this is this guy that I got on today is a really interesting cat. I'm 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 excited. This um, this person today is a a trained salesperson and he's a leader of sales teams. Um, you know, he's um, worked. Uh, he's led a lot of high velocity sales and sales development teams in New York City across a lot of digital technologies, software platforms, SaaS, ad tech, marketing tech, um, and he's led go to market strategies for full cycle sales teams. And he's helped inbound and outbound processes for a lot of different scenarios. This guy's uh, currently a manager of uh, uh, sales development reps as a, at a software company called Aircall. Um, and in his uh, personal life, that's his professional life. Um, I love this part. He happens to be a proud husband and father of three, a volunteer firefighter, real estate enthusiast, and professional opera singer. We're going to ask this dude about that. Please welcome none other than Brian L. Susser to the podcast. Welcome, Brian. Hey, Alex. Well, if that intro, I think we could just wrap it up. I don't know what else I have to add. Uh, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. And I'm happy to be here. We'll, we'll give you, maybe you'll provide some color to that. So yeah. if I didn't know you, um, those positions, I mean, they almost sound like a comic book character. At By day, he works for a software company. At night, he fights <laughs> fires and he's a real estate enthusiast and he, and he also sings opera. So... Um, <laughs> So that's my first question, man. Like out of all of those roles that I just mentioned, you know, proud husband, father of three, volunteer firefighter, real estate enthusiast, opera singer, in your words, what are the skill sets that connect the the dots of those different roles? Wow. That's a big question. I think there's a lot there, right? Like, um, I mean, the first and foremost is that, uh, everything in my life, I think I was 14. I, I had, uh, on the back of a cereal box, there was a quote, a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote, um, and it is uh, nothing, uh, nothing incredible was ever achieved without enthusiasm. And uh, I remember, I remember thinking about that quote, and it stayed with me throughout my entire life, right. And so I've, I've I had it in the back of my head, and I, I think what enthusiasm meant to me was probably aligned more with passion. Right. It's okay. Enthusiasm can be inauthentic. Passion can't. And so I think passion is the, um, in essence, the, the truest sense of enthusiasm and, uh, and really brings up the best in what you can do. And I think the, the constant thread and what I've, I've brought to my career and my life is that if I'm, if I'm truly passionate about what I'm doing, if I, if I really believe in what I'm doing, then only great things could come of it. Right. And so, um, you know, being a father, to three amazing little boys that, you know, 
um, our bundles of energy beyond mine uh, and to, you know, inspire them and think about, you know, how they inspire me and, and be a passionate father. Well, that bleeds into my ability to be a passionate leader of teams. And um, I think even when I was singing, passion live there as well. It's a, almost to the point of obsession, right? Like I, I just was absolutely crazed and focused and just wanted to be more and better and work. And I, and I think those threads all sort of intertwine and, 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 and frankly, I, there's not much uh, differentiation outside of like the big ones, right? Music and business are obviously different to being a dad and being a singer are not, not the same thing, being a firefighter and, and any of the others, right? It's all different stuff, but um, passion is that fire that, that fuels what happens and, and what choices I make and how I move forward. That's a great answer, man. I know that's a big question. And I just was, it's just, you know, it's so interesting, such an interesting, you, you're not going to meet many people with that, those job titles. So I just had to ask, well, I mean, you know, kind of how I, you I thought of it. You know? I don't know, Alex. I think Maybe. that like, I think that like there's a lot of people out there that are a lot of different things, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe aren't verbalizing it. So they they maybe their identity is tied to their work, but maybe their identity isn't. And I happen to mention in my own identity how I describe myself a lot of things that don't make me a dime, right? Like, but are super valuable to me, and that are in the the value I give back or I, I add to the world. And I think that that's really the definition of somebody and, and uh, it goes beyond work. So um, we all have our capes in the closet, I think. <laughs> we all, you know, yeah, all, not all superheroes wear, wear capes, right? Right. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, it's, I, I liked what you said um, about passion can't be faked, you know, and, and some people, you know, it's, it's, it's a really tough thing to, you know, verbalize or find, you know, you, there's so much talk around doing it, um, you know, but um, I think, you know, it when you feel it, like it's, 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 it's something that like, you know, maybe you, you have to, 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 to try different things and search to find, and I'm sure, you know, maybe there are things in your life you're, you weren't so passionate about and you can, you know, kind of do that. But like when I heard, you know, why someone had suggested, um, you know, you should, you need to talk to this guy, like how does an opera singer, you know, become, um, a salesperson, people would look at that. I just feel like that maybe we could go there. It's like most people think, you know, salespeople are a certain title or a certain persona or a pic certain picture. And um, that's clearly not the case in you. And, you know, I guess, you know, what is, when, what, like as a, an opera singer, you know, what is mm -hmm. kind of going through your mind? Because I think there's so many parallels that a lot of people would not really see as a parallel to sales. And I think before we were talking about this podcast, you were talking a lot about your approach and, and you mentioned it, it was all about the feeling that you were emoting and, and, and the feeling that you were trying to connect to your audience. So maybe talk, tell me a little bit about that. Like what is your, what was going through your mind and is it similar to what you do today? Well, I think um, I th there's an old saying out there that like 90% of salespeople didn't want to be salespeople, but they are. <laughs> right? and, and so there's a lot of color to all of us, like no different than somebody that's really enthusiastic about being in the outdoors and hiking the Appalachians or whatever it is. Uh, the, my passion lies in music. And, and so I was a professional opera singer. And what goes into that is a sincere level of dedication to a craft. Um, 
constant practice, constant focus, constant, like just self-awareness. And all of those skills are very aligned to being a professional salesperson and sales leader. You need all of them. They are just all in the same boat. And I remember like, for instance, and I tell the story a lot, but I remember my very first cold call that I ever had made. Um, and I, as I'm, I'm thinking about it, I was given a, a script and I had to go like, uh, it, my manager was breathing down my neck and, um, I was only two weeks into training at the time. And I, I remember picking up that phone and, and dialing the first call. And I was so nervous. And the, I realized that the exact same level of anxiety that you get when you pick up the phone for the first time is the exact same level of anxiety before you enter stage and you sing in front of 5,000 people and is the exact same level of anxiety that you feel on a fire truck on the way to an emergency call or on an ambulance on the way to somebody that's, that's, you know, having a really um, incredibly unfortunate time in their life. And so, you know, you have these very stressful situations, but they all tie together. And so I'm a person that thrives on stress. I I thrive in that kind of environment. And I know that about myself, my personality. And so to connect those two worlds or three or four worlds, whatever I just mentioned, but to connect those skills into this idea of like, I perform under stress and anxiety. I know that about me and I, it it amplifies who I am. Um, I capitalized on that. I think I connected those two. I think a lot of the skills of being a professional musician, any other musician that I've met in the sales world, and there's quite a few, in fact, they're very successful. And it's because it's that same makeup, that DNA of, you know, the old saying goes, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. And so we get so focused on our craft that by the time we go into other things, some skill sets that we learned along the way didn't leave. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, man, like... I don't even like really probably know, or most people probably don't even know or respect like the work that like you have the craft of, of well, being an opera singer. Like some people, think at least not in the United States. It. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In Europe. I remember when I went to Austria for the first time, there were children that knew their favorite composer and opera and out here. Um, I don't think kids know how to spell the word opera. So <laughs> it's very different. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, um, Man, like it's just, you know, it's fascinating to me um, because, yeah, like a lot of people, I want people to know, like, maybe, I don't know, I think I, I would like people to not think of it as this this daunting thing, like you either have or you don't, um, because, you know, I think, you know, there's obviously certain, um, you know, positions um in sales that, you know, that look, if you want to make a career out of it, yes, you have to be dedicated to the craft and and be a lifelong learner of it. Um, But I'm also thinking about um, just the people that are doing a completely different career. And maybe we could go there of just, you know, what are like, just kind of the essence of, you know, what it means, like, how are, you know, an you know, how is a, a, doc, a, a doctor or how is a teacher or how is, you know, an opera singer, all these positions that I feel like we all have to do it. We all have to sell ourselves in a job. We've all had to probably sell ourselves in some fashion in, uh, you know, our long-term relationships or marriages or you name it. I mean, there's these, there's these situations. So, you know, are like, what advice would you give to, to someone who's, you know, trying to kind of hone these skills, you know, um, uh, and, and, and try to maybe do simple things that, 
really all human beings have, you know, um, is there anything that you um, like would suggest people think about as they, as they build these like deeper connections with people? Hmm. I think that like, so oh, my, my grandfather was someone that always said, you're, you know, you're a lifelong learner. He was a gentleman that even after he had retired would continue to go and, and uh, uh, join college courses just to learn and get different certificates and yeah. he learned until the last couple of years of his life right i think that um first and foremost is that you have to be open to other aspects of the world around you totally. so humans connect with human with humans like that's that's it that's a very basic standpoint but we're social animals and and if you think of us in that way like we have to we have to engage with other people some people that are introverts are like well, i don't know about that i don't really like engaging with people but but there's an element of us that is social and um if you're, there's many ways to think about that. You could learn from the environment of others and, and their opinions. You could read about the opinions of others. You could watch about the opinions of others in these in the today's day and age. But opening yourself up outside the box makes you a more rounded person, which makes it so that you're able to have very different and intellectual conversations and connect with people in a very different way. And I think that. Um, be the doctor or the teacher or the or the salesperson or whatever you are we all have to connect with different individuals every single day and we will for as long as you're on this earth and the more that you realize that every single one of us is actually truly unique that has true different backgrounds and different sets of events that happen in their life that only happen to them right it hasn't happened before yet on this earth and you get to do that every single day the more that you realize that the more you understand that you need to be a well-rounded individual and study of the of the human population if you can do that um if you can spend some time just thinking of that that the differences that are out there um you know, maybe then you're able to hone those skills, if you will, of like, how do I have those softer conversations, those different conversations, the relationship conversations or, um, you know, skills in my back pocket so that I can, I can build upon what it is that I know and do. I, th I think that's in essence, the trick. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's so like great that you mentioned that. Cause I, I almost feel like some of the greatest, you know, when I look back at like my career, some of the greatest moments have been where I was having a conversation with somebody and they told me something I totally did not expect them to tell me about themselves or the company or something. And just basic, you know, it was a question I asked, or it was just, you know, an open-ended question about, you know, what was life like, you know, in growing up and, oh, you're from that place. What was life like, you know, or, <laughs> or just, you know, man, like, yeah you know, what, what's your fan like tell, tell me about tell me a little bit more about your family like you know fought like you know uh, sister of two brother of one like what what's that look like for you and then they they just start going down this whole like this road and you get to go with them and and it's and it's now you're now you're saying stuff about you and you know, I just think before before you are trying to create any sort, sort of change you know there's I don't know. There's this, this, this trust level, this comfort level that you get with people by that. Do you find that in your, throughout your, I guess, career or, or interactions with others, or how do you think that plays out? How do I, how do I think about the, the, the trust level that comes with it? Yeah. I think, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you create it? You know, how do you, yeah. like, how do you view it? You know, is it, is it like a long-term thing? Are there so, things that you like to, to do to create it? 
I think that there's um, <laughs> I and there's nothing I'm gonna say on this podcast is super unique. I don't think anyway. Okay, I think I'm. I'm it's all pretty. Ba- I try to keep everything down to the basics, and may, they're not so basic. The basics, and I, maybe that's the beauty of it. But yeah. Um, you know, there's uh, the old Dale Carnegie thing that says that, you know, you, you can win more friends in, uh, in, in two months by listening to others than you can in a whole year by talking about yourself. And, and I think that there's an element of, you know, that, uh, you know, so much of us don't listen enough. We talk about ourselves or talk about what's going on in our life because, you know, for, for especially in today's pandemic day and age, it's nice to vent when you don't see people. So you, there's more to that, right? It's probably a lot of that happening right now. Like, oh my God, I can't believe yada, yada, yada. And all this is happening. But um, so I think there's that, but, you know, people want to be listened to and the art of silencing yourself to listen to somebody else to better understand their perspective is a real true art that actually is the foundation of trust. Um, because you don't even have to offer much in terms of, of an opinion or even be a great conversationalist. If you can just listen and, and, and offer an ear to anybody, um, that individual is going to use it most likely. And if, and if you also know the idea of, of a question, perhaps, maybe you are educated on a topic that they are enthused about and talk about, you can have a good conversation with them. And perhaps then even further, that bond of trust is created. And I, re- I think um, my, my first manager I ever had, uh, I was really fortunate to have um, really awesome guy named Mick Graham out in Wisconsin. And uh, one of the very first exercises he had us do in training back when we, when I first entered my sales days is that he had, he said, all right, well, we're going to create a spreadsheet. And in that spreadsheet, I want you to pick a, uh, a, an industry that you're going to be selling to based upon the client list that they gave us. And I want you to, to write down what you think the top five concerns are in that industry today. Then I want you to think about that individual business owner and what are some of the concerns they probably have in the back of their mind right now. And the point of the exercise was then at the bottom to create questions that go towards those thoughts and uh, open-ended at, at that. And so if you can think of that exercise, that's an exercise that I've actually passed along to myself throughout any aspect of my career, anything I've really done when I joined the fire department, uh, you know, I'll, I'll think about what are some of the things that, you know, these guys care about or gals care about that you know, I should really know about and, and think about so that when I'm in a situation, I'm already with them. I'm already in that mentality. And I, I, I don't know. I think that, you know, the foundation to trust is being able to be a part of the community that you're, you're coinciding with. And um, so, yeah, I, listen more and, and don't be afraid to kind of educate yourself into the scenarios, you know, you're going to be a part of. Yeah. I think that's kind of the trick to it. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, it's so funny that you kind of like, you say it like these things aren't, are basically, you know, like tried and true. They're, they're very <laughs> basic. I mean, it's not rocket science here, but yet it's, it's still tough for people to like get, you know, they're like, you know, tell me your, you know, like the secret bullet or like, how do you, how, what's yeah. the, what is yeah. the, the one thing? And it's like, well, people just maybe like, if you're asking that you don't want to put in the work to find it. Yeah. Know, I think there's your, also, there's also like, 
status quo that we all operate under or an expectation of today, you know, what to expect in the day's world. No one's actively thinking about how it could be different or thinking about how they live in it. And I think that it's probably part of the reason why we see a lot of discourse in society and we see a lot of dis, you know, disagreements and, and, and maybe not, I mean, like, it's good to be able to disagree with somebody. I'm talking about the active, you know, unprofessional, unproductive disagreements that, you know, cause many disastrous other things. And I think that there's some element to, over the time, a loss of conversation and a loss of human connection that we've gotten to a point where we've, these skills haven't been somewhat enforced. And over time, we're at a point now where we don't know how to have those constructive, important conversations in order to better ourselves. And I, you know, so what's the golden bullet? The golden bullet is to try to break the norm of whatever it is you're, you're living in. Because if you're a person listening to this right now and you're thinking up to yourself like man i i absolutely just stink at creating really good conversations or i really don't connect with a lot of people that i'd like to connect with instead of pointing the finger at the person and saying they're the problem turn it back at you and point at yourself and and that's the hardest thing is to have that self-reflection moment of like well how open am i in having these conversations how what's the space i'm creating to create good relationships and to connect with individuals and i think if you can do that and be that self-aware um man like talk about eq moment but if you can be that self-aware then game on there's a whole world in front of you yeah i mean it's so true like i think we we put labels on people so easily it's so easily easy to go look at someone like they can't really you know, I don't think I'm going to get anything from them. Maybe they're lower than me on the, the totem pole at work. Maybe they're higher than me. Maybe sure. they're in a different uh, department. I need to learn X. And so I'm just going to kind of stay in my lane. You know, all these excuses when in reality, like you, we, we all just don't know what we don't know. And, you know, when, um, you know, if you, if you kind of approach life with that, you know, abundance or curiosity mindset, it's like, huh, you know, like maybe every human being can, can teach us something, you know, like, yeah. you know, and, and maybe, maybe obviously some more than others, but I mean, um, yeah, like, uh, well, I mean, and we've been, uh, we are a people that's a student of each other for time, right? Like I'm, we're definitely on the outskirts of, of a tangent here, but I mean, like, if you think of it before there were institutions, learnings were, were, were given to other people by rote. Like you just, you, you told somebody the oral history of your of whatever it was you were talking about and how things worked and what process looked like and it was transferred person to person um you know obviously we have much better processes and efficient abilities to do that today but um but the fundamentals still exist and are still important and, and none of that's ever changed right we just have iterated so we need to think about like hey like you want to build trust with somebody like what are some of the 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 early examples of how trust was built Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like you had to, <clears throat> it was about safety and keeping each other, you know, out of harm's way of animals yep. and all sorts of things. So it was very primal, you know, we're, we're just, we're all bonded by necessity. Um, right. And now we're, we're just, we, we, those bonds have like slowly withered and it's just our immediate families or maybe our immediate work um, teams. Um, but in reality, yeah, I mean, kind of, we're all you know, I mean, yeah, this pandemic has kind of showed us that we're all, you know, you see the things we're all in this together, but it's, it's, I mean, it's, 
nothing the, the pandemic didn't get us closer together we, we've been it maybe had <laughs> revealed why we should be but um or that we are but it it, it it's never um like gone away like we're all um we we all have these these connections so like i'm curious like just um you know, can you, you, you mentioned your manager, you mentioned, you know, manager doing those things. Can you, you know, the, those people in your life where you felt like connected to them, like they cared about you, they listened to you. Are there, you know, other examples or things that they did? You know, that was a great example you gave of that, the, the exercise, you know, that he did with you on, on really, you know, listening for prob like for, for concerns. But what are skills like people kind of do with you? Can, you can kind of think, man, like I really loved that trainer or that, you know, that that fellow in my opera class because you know they just really got to know me. Was there was there anything you can think of like that? Absolutely. Um, I think first and foremost is that uh, the individuals I've always gotten closest with, especially in some sort of position of authority or or you know, where uh, maybe a colleague or something of that nature are always the people where I, I was allowed to be vulnerable. I was allowed to be wrong without fearing some sort of repercussion or fearing some sort of tarnishment of myself, my ego, my existence, my, you know, ability, right? Like it was the permission, if you will, to just be authentic. Um, that's a really hard one because we are so often critical and judgmental of others. And, and I, you know, myself included, I, I'm, I'm not immune to that. I, but I, I try to be mindful of it, that the best connections I've ever had with individuals are usually from a place of being able to be vulnerable and being rewarded for it, being rewarded for it. Right. So I think that's the first one. Um, the second is just like, there wasn't, there's no false, weird personality stuff going on. What I mean by that is like, you know, you have an obvious, easy connection. You could probably talk about water for an hour and, you know, like whatever, like it's good. We're going to start talking about water. I don't know why, but like you could, you could talk about anything and, and, and like, it just feels natural. It's, it's an easy conversation there. It's, it's, you're not talking easy, like they agree with you, but easy and that like, you know, you just have fun and you're enjoying each other's company, right? Like, I've had leaders that do that. I've had managers that do that. And those people are the ones that I've had throughout my entire career. They're almost my, my inner circle, if you will, of individuals that I still call on today and ask for advice or thoughts or opinions on, on situations and, and just, you know, even just catch up to shoot the, shoot the poop, you know, and like yeah. figure out what's happening. And I think that uh, we, we, um, yeah, I, I think that there's something to be said about having a strong circle of, of people, trusted advisors that you can have in your back pocket. Um, I think that's really important. But yeah. yeah, so I think, you know, even some of the people that quality wise, they felt almost like extensions of family uh, in some cases. My my opera mentor um, is one of my closest friends. Uh, and and I, I love that man. In fact, I, I ordained him and had him marry my wife and I oh, like <laughs> Like, so it's, uh, it's, you know, I think that those are, how do you know, it's like, be vulnerable, you have the ability to be vulnerable without repercussion, and be natural in a way where it's just obvious, there's no faking, it just feels good. And you enjoy the other person. I think that's really yeah. important. That's awesome. I bet I love those stories. Because like, I, I have friends too, like, you know, like, 
my best friend, you know, or like I, or I became ordained to, you know, to, to marry my um, a close, close friend or worker. And, and those, like those relationships, you know, people will always say like, okay, people don't buy just for pure relationships, but I think it's a lot easier. And, and I think long-term it, it, you know, yes, people ultimately will make decisions based on, you know, like them and like the, the, the making sure that, you know, whatever it is, like fills some sort of need and, and uh, makes them look good. But um, when you're connected on that level and people are willing to kind of look, you know, kind of think of you almost like as a long-term, like I'm, I'm going to know Brian forever. <laughs> this isn't just a casual and that's, and not everybody wants that. You don't need to do that with everyone. But I think if you, you can tell the people that will reciprocate it by just those little things. So, you know, is there anything that you would want to like, um, suggest people try doing like if, if they're just like you said earlier, like people are struggling to, you know, just connect with like, maybe, maybe someone's got their guard up. Like you, you just can't read someone, you know, you hear that people are just like, I can't get a read on that guy. What, what's going on? How do I, how do I break through? Like, you know, have you ever had those situations where, you know, someone appeared on the outside to like put, put up a wall and then you were able to you know, kind of break, break through. And, I, I deal with this. I deal with this every day. I mean, I think there's some reality to the fact you're not going to win over everybody, right? Totally. Like you, there's, um, it's just not going to happen. I wish. Um, so there's that. Um, but, but second, uh, I think that, uh, it's a really good question. I think that, uh, the ones you do win over, like, if you really feel like there's a wall up, call it out. Like, what do you have to lose, right? There's a wall up. Maybe it's superior and there's a wall up. There's a reason for the wall, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. my opinion, mm-hmm. right? Like, what's the reason they're giving you the wall? And it's like, hey, like, you know, Alex, you and I, like, you're, if you were my superior, I'd, I'd probably say, Alex, hey, like, I I think I, I want to have an element of transparency with you and have a transparent conversation that I work best when I feel like I'm fully connected with somebody. And, and that's how I know I thrive. Right. And like knowing that about myself, I, I've also made it a promise to myself to make sure that I am able to have those conversations with individuals when I feel like maybe I'm just not, I may be missing something or I'm not connecting at the best way. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm curious, I, I feel like there's being, there's something unspoken here uh, between us. And I wanted to see if we might be able to come to terms of it. Maybe it's just me and I'm crazy, but if not, if we can bring it out into the open and we can address it. Um, like what's the, what's going to happen there, right? Like nothing other than productivity. You're going to have something productive come out of it. Um, maybe it's not the answer you want. Maybe, yeah, maybe there's something, you know, strong uh, and a strong opinion that's going to be shared with you in some way, shape or form that isn't going to be a, a, you know, welcome. But okay, so then you get the answer, right? There's going to be things in this world you cannot change. But, you know, may God grant you the strength to know which ones you can and cannot. <laughs> the old AA line, I love it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's so true because, like, I thought I'm, I, I approach life very much as an optimist. And uh, it's probably, you know, as a downfall sometimes too, because I feel like, you know, I've been in 
career like jobs or i can i know i can change things here i I know things will get better or like i know i can break through and like sometimes you just can't but like i think that's a powerful way to like just you know have that hard conversation with people this could be in any walk of life gang like if you're listening to this is not necessarily just at work it'd be anything where you just feel like someone is just kind of giving you the cold shoulder you know what it feels like we all know We've all felt rejection. We've all felt the short answers and you can just, you know, say, Hey, tell me why I'm crazy. But I feel like, you know, I'm, you know, you're just, I'm just not breaking through here. And I, I really, you know, I work best with people or I, I, I really prefer it when, you know, I can build a connection with people and, and, and maybe that's not like the case here, but if there's a reason that I can't, let's, just like bring it all, all, all our cards on the table and, and talk about it. If not, Hey, maybe my bad, you know, it's, it's maybe I just was, was uh, making it up in my head, but if I'm yeah, not, can you tell me? There's going to be some element, right. Again, of like, you're just not going to win everybody over because maybe not everybody's as open-minded as you are. And that's okay. That's okay. But if that's the case, then the, the relationship you're going to have with that individual may not be one of productivity for you. And, and, then you need to know how to move on you'll know and it's going to only guide your next move mm, yeah yeah maybe that response too will like that that will help you kind of know if you could have like solved it and if you can't you know right away rather than like spend, spinning your wheels on months trying to go after someone that's just kind of kicking it kicking absolutely can, you know absolutely all right well brian i know we're kind of um coming up like um i thank you for, for, for offering like these, these skills. Like if, can you, you know, sometimes I ask people that are trained salespeople that have been in it for a while, training sales leaders to just kind of break down two people, two groups of people, non-salespeople and, and salespeople. And anything that you would tell somebody that's never held a quota before, never considered themselves as a salesperson, what are some things that a trained salesperson might say to someone to say, Hey, like if you're in a situation where you're, you know, you're, you're, you're needing to create change or something, what, what are some like ways that you, things you could do to start um, in your life? The very first thing I'd say is that every single person on this earth is some sort of salesperson. If you think you're not, think of it this way. Teachers are selling their ideas to kids to a group of kids or students in some capacity. Um, a person in a board meeting standing up and selling a presentation that they're putting together. Um, even right now, uh, you're being sold by Alex and I onto whether or not there's value in this entire conversation. So there's sales that exists literally everywhere. And so, um, you know, I, th- I think it starts there. If you can... It, it, <laughs> It's the reason why people don't like to think of sales, I think, is that uh, our salesperson is because I think it gets a bad name and a bad rap, right? Like there was somebody that went door to door back in the 50s with a bag with a bag of sand and a vacuum and knocked on the door and threw sand at somebody and then said they had to vacuum it up, oh, right? Really? Like, and there's nothing trustworthy about that. And it's given us a bad name since. But I think that, you know, the people that I talk to my people, the thing I tell my people about is that like, be a consultant to somebody else. Good mm-hmm. consultants listen. Good consultants respond. Good consultants are aware of the environment that they're in and, and what they can do to affect change in it and what they can't do to affect change in it. And you have to be open-minded to different opinions. You have to be worldly and, and open to hearing something that you know you might even personally disagree with. But no matter what happens, whether you disagree with something or something someone's different or something's different than you um, or your views or your opinions, my opinion 
there's no reason to showcase that dis dissension openly. Instead, be open to listening, be open to responding courteously and professionally and build relationships with other people because no matter what that person is, says, and does, you never know, with exception, of course, but it, you never know where those individuals show up back in your life and where you may actually need yeah. a friend or someone that you can support support you in whatever it is that you're trying to get and accomplish. So totally. um, be open to that and, you know, yeah. You'll you're, you'll be a professional salesperson before you know it. Good things will come back to you. What about the yeah. reverse? What about the person that's like uh, feels like I've known everything? I'm in 20, 20 years in sales. I, I I got this. I got the sales thing, Brian. I'm sure. Person, you, I don't know if you've managed those people, and there there may be tougher ones. Like that feel like I don't know what like. Yeah, I'm open to learning, but I'm not. I'm not sure what there is at this point. The person that feels like they've accomplished it all um, and, and knows it all has more to learn than most individuals. So there's to that mm -hmm. first and foremost, right? Like there's some self-awareness learning that has to happen there. But secondly, like if they truly feel like you've, you've mastered a craft, well then find a new challenge. I, I do it all the time. Why am I an opera singer? Why am I a firefighter? Why do I being like outside of the three boys, I might have had less conversation, conversation <laughs> or thought into that one. God gave me twins, but oh my, that being said, oh right. <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, I think about like, why am I all these different things? It's because I know about myself that I don't want to master one thing. I, I want to master many and, and, and be able to have world experience. You know, I think the perspective for that individual that I'd share said, we are granted this life once. And what are you going to do in it to make it valuable? And so that when you're 70, 80, 90 years old, that you're looking back and thinking about your life, you can say, yeah, I have no regrets. That's that's kind of the way in which I think of it. I love it. Final one for you. Um, you know, because this is about like this, you, you know, I kind of bring it all back. I mean, we are all so unique and we all have these great stories and there are things that only happen to us. And, you know, sure. if this could only connect uh, you to maybe one person or maybe many out there that uh, maybe have something similar happen to them. It's a question about you. So it's just something fun. It's, you know, Brian, if I ask people, what is like one thing or one event that could only and would only happen to Brian L. Sesser, what would it be? And another way to look at it is like, maybe your like wife or, you know, friends or kids would be like, man, that is so Brian, that would only happen to him. I don't, I don't know. That's a good question, Alex. I, I think that, so I'm a, I know right away that I am, I am wildly gregarious and I definitely bite off more than I could possibly chew at times. Um, and so as it would happen is that something in my life would be because I'd say yes more than I say no, knowing that more open doors equal to more paths forward and to give you more options for different opportunities in your life. I know that there's usually a windfall at some point of a multitude of those different things, having some sort of climax at, uh, at the same time and all of a sudden I'm sitting there going oh my god I have either this many choices that I have to go make or this many things that I have to go do or this many podcasts to go on or whatever it is and so uh, I think that what it could only happen to me is that I allow myself to say yes more than I say no but that being said is that um, 
there's a, there's a lesson in there, right? And it's not to me to say, Brian, you should say no more. I'm, I'm sure that a couple of my mentors would tell me that, in fact, have told me that over the years. But I've actually found that the more that you say yes in your life, the more that you're open to different doors opening, the more you get to figure out what the path is. And, and I think that there's a lot of people that sit around going, when's my moment? When's my moment? When's my moment? Like, dude, like, stop thinking about when your next moment is and go find it. Go pave that path. It's going to present itself if you just allow yourself to live and go figure it out. So... Oh, wow. Great way to end it, Brian. Thank you. I love it. And um, thank you for, um, you know, uh, coming on with me, despite all the things you're juggling and being flexible. I, I, sure. I really sincerely appreciate it, man. Thank well, it's, so a, it's been my pleasure, Alex, to be here. And, and uh, I'm glad we were finally able to do it. Awesome. man. Thanks a lot, Brian. Hey, gang. All right. Wow. You made it to the end. I know your time is valuable, so thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly to tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right. See you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.